This is Dr. Courtney Tracy, also known as the Truth Doctor. Welcome to Your Unconscious is Showing, a no BS podcast platform created to discuss the underlying truths beneath our daily lives and what and who we think we are. Today's episode is on my experience of being physically assaulted in early October 2020, which was just a few weeks ago. I discuss what happened to me, the psychological and physiological symptoms that I experienced post-incident, and I share with you all my take on what it means to be someone who has been physically assaulted. I also discuss a few perspectives you can take when it comes to not knowing what to do after something like this happens, and I welcome you all to allow yourself to feel however you may feel after something like this happens. This platform means so much to me, and while I'm still trying to pull myself back together after what happened, your love, reviews, shares, ratings on this podcast where I use my voice and my mind to help you all means the world to me. Thank you so much for supporting me in the ways that you do, and thank you for being part of my Truth Seekers family and for wanting to know more about how your unconscious is showing. If you know someone who could benefit from this episode after you're done listening to it, please take a screenshot and share it on social media, tagging both me, the period truth period doctor, and your unconscious is showing. I'm not afraid to have my story out there. I'm more afraid of how many people are sitting silent with these experiences, feeling like they can't speak up about them. Also, in case you aren't aware, I provide completely free mental health courses at my website, www.thetruthdoctor.com, and you can receive free daily healing messages from me if you live in the United States simply by texting my number, 424-228-9525. In regards to the courses, my upcoming course starting on November 1st is called How Do We Forgive? And it's very, very applicable to this episode. Anytime that you're listening to this episode past November 1st, 2020, the course will be available and it will always be free. Now let's get to this episode. Again, the more people who hear these truth messages, the more the world is getting better a little at a time. Thank you. Hello and welcome to episode eight of my podcast, Your Unconscious is Showing. My name is Dr. Courtney Tracy. I am known on social media as The Truth Doctor, and today's episode is going to be on physical assault, physical violence, and traumatic experiences. Um, this is episode eight of my podcast, so I am coming up on about two and a half months of filming, and I've also been creating these free courses for my Truth Seekers community, and you can learn more, more about it at www.thetruthdoctor.com. Um, so I've been on this journey for about the last six months with really diving into psychoeducation and really focusing on a bunch of different symptoms and how the mind works and why people do the things that they do. And I'm about two and a half months into my podcast. Um, and I have a lot of social media accounts. So TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube right now because I film all of my podcasts as I'm recording them and put them on YouTube. Um, the reason why I'm saying all of this is because I have really been putting myself out there. I have been using my voice, using my face, using my body, using my brain to help people for free learn about trauma, anxiety, depression, suicidality, borderline personality disorder, relationships, the subconscious mind. Um, and I had an experience that caused me to really pull back for uh, almost about a week because what it was that I experienced was so traumatic 
um, that I wanted to make this episode about what that is. And so this episode is a mini episode. My episodes are usually around an hour long, and this one's going to be shorter than that. If you have ever experienced physical assault, physical violence, um, then I, I really want you to download and save this episode. So for you, if you have experienced it, or if you know someone that has experienced physical assault or physical violence, um, then it will be important for you to pay attention to this episode because <sighs> trauma um, is traumatic in our minds, in our thoughts, in our emotions, in, in our physical body, in our spiritual presence, in our relationships with other people. When you experience physical trauma, when you experience any trauma, but for this episode specifically physical trauma, it really like throws you for a loop. It really affects you significantly. Um, and, and maybe you don't have, maybe you wouldn't have a lot of the things that I'm going to explain in terms of the symptoms that I experienced um, because maybe you dissociate or maybe you freeze instead or maybe, you know, obviously trauma has a bunch of different presentations, but I'm going to be going over how it presented for me and hopefully it will, you know, allow you to feel some sense of relief because I'm a doctoral level clinician. I own a business. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a daughter. I'm what you would call successful. And I, and I have a lot of coping skills and I know how to take care of myself. And I still had the symptoms of, you know, post-trauma. I still had the symptoms. I didn't have post-traumatic stress disorder. There's a length of time that has to go by after the trauma for those symptoms to present. Um, I may have had acute stress disorder, um, but I don't know. You know, I'm not really looking into that. I'm not going to talk about that anymore on this podcast after mentioning that. Um, but this podcast is for you to be validated, that even like someone that you think you know, whatever you may think of me. And I know I get a lot of messages all the time from people who look up to me and want to be me and want to know how I've overcome everything that I've overcome. Even with all the trauma that I have overcome in my life, this was still really difficult. And I will go into detail about why it was so difficult. So what happened to me was on October 10th, maybe October 11th, I don't know, it was a Sunday in October, around October 10th. Um, I was at a dinner with a friend. It was his 30th birthday and a, a, he had other friends that were there and they were pretty intoxicated. Um, and I used to be one of those friends. I used to be one of those friends of his that would get extremely, extremely intoxicated. Um, and I would black out and uh, I would just, you know, I would get into physical fights with people and things would happen. And that was me in my early 20s. I'm 30 years old now. I don't drink or use in any way the way that I did in my early 20s or in my teen years. And so I was really present at this dinner and I had had a few sips of beer. I think maybe I had a total of one um, at that dinner. And so I was really present cognitively and physically and emotionally and psychologically and so I watched as a lot of the people that were at this dinner got more and more and more intoxicated and they had been fighting with each other and it was you know really old behavior really old habits of the teenage years still of my college years and it wasn't something that I wanted to necessarily engage in so I was pretty quiet at that dinner um, I just wanted to be there for my friend and I was just watching the behaviors of the people around me get significantly more increased more 
agitated, more irritable, and more impulsive. So I had a friend that was at this dinner and she was really sad for one reason or another and they all wanted her to go back to their house so that they could keep drinking and partying. And she didn't want to do that. She wanted to go back to the hotel room that me and my husband got a room and she got a room there too. And so I was having a conversation with her about what it was that she wanted to do. And what appeared to happen was that one of my friend's friends found it very disrespectful that I was trying to pull away a member of the group. You know, me and my husband were driving back. We were in, a, we were in Beverly Hills that night and we were driving back to Orange County where we live. And so what I was gonna do is have my husband drive back and stay in this hotel room with my friend. So I was talking to her about it and I was like, hey, you know, you don't have to go back to that environment. Like you don't have to go party with them. I'll go back with you to the hotel. We can watch some movies and just have a girl's night. And this other person in the group found it really offensive and she wasn't in the conversation. It was just my best friend, the girl that I was trying to have just a girl night with, um, and then my best friend's boyfriend. And this girl, this acquaintance of my friend came around the corner and saw that I was trying to have my friend not go to the party. And this woman was really erratic all day long. You know, it was like yelling at people, throwing drinks. It was really, she was a very chaotic individual, um, which was really surprising because she's going to school to become a medical doctor. And after what she did to me, um, I'm pretty shocked because that behavior is just completely unacceptable. So she came around the corner as I was talking to my friends and she just said uh, something like, if you guys just want to go back to the fucking hotel, then just go. And then I replied with, wow, that's really extreme. You know, very calmly, I said, that's a really extreme response right now. I'd like to just have a conversation with my friends. And out of nowhere, she socked me in the face and she hit me really hard. And, you know, it was really it kind of makes me emotional to think about that moment because I have been in physical altercations, but I have never been sober. I have never been present. Uh, and I had never not, not instigated it even the, in the slightest bit. So when I was hit, it, I froze. And I had no idea how to react. And so I got hit and I backed up and then my friends kind of came around and tried to get her back off of me. And she, you know, she had so much alcohol in her that she just pushed them out of the way. And she came at me again. And this time she pulled my hair and pulled me down to the sidewalk and started hitting me um, and grabbing me. And, uh, you know, I was, in the fetal position with my hands over my head, um, thinking that I was gonna get kicked in the face. Um, it was really, really scary. And the whole event, um, I, I remember every second of it. And the whole event, you know, it lasted, like that experience only lasted maybe like 30 seconds, but it felt like it was so long. like. Like the way that I can remember it, it's like it's in slow motion. It's like it lasted so much longer than, than 30 seconds, which is about how long it probably lasted. And so, you know, for those of you that follow me on Instagram, um, or for those of you that follow me on TikTok, I know on, on TikTok, 
people were asking other TikTok therapists, why is Dr. Tracy not posting? And on Instagram, I had to put out a message and said, um, you know, it was three days later and I realized that I was still having traumatic symptoms. And I had to say, um, I need to take a break because I experienced a really traumatic experience and I need to figure out kind of what my life is going to be like over, you know, while I'm resolving this in my head and in my body. Um, and, and, and so what happened right after? So what happened right after was, you know, my husband was in the car because we were going to go home unless my friend wanted me to go back to the hotel with her. And so he sees that there's like something going on on the sidewalk. And, you know, he, our, the car's parked in the middle of the street um, because we had just picked it up from valet. And he just left it in the street and like obviously had the lights on and got out and came and picked me up. Um, you know, I remember like his hand being the one that like helped me up and we walked back into the car and then, you know, my friend was like, okay, I definitely want to go back to the hotel at this point. This was really scary. I'm so sorry what happened. So we're in the car and I'm realizing that I am shaking. I am shaking, like almost like compulsively, convulsively shaking. Um, and I know as a therapist that what that is, is one, it's adrenaline um two epinephrine three cortisol you know these these neurotransmitters and chemicals and hormones that are being released into my body to protect me to you know liven so i can run um, but what i ended up doing was freezing you know i ended up just being in the fetal position because i am not a fighter at this point in my life and i am not like i just would never react impulsively like that towards someone and i'm realizing that i need to like find some self-defense mechanisms in my sobriety, my sober life, because it's not safe to react like that. It's not safe to react like without defending yourself because I could have gotten much more significantly hurt by this woman, which I'm still just incredibly shocked by the fact that she could do that to another human being. And again, you know, I have my past and I haven't always been like the kindest person and it, and, it, and it was always substance fueled. And so, you know, I'm taking that into consideration. Um, but I also know a lot more about her being, her being an acquaintance with one of my best friends that, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I don't think she's a safe person at this point. Um, and I definitely wouldn't be around her again un unless she has long-term sobriety or some way to like show me that I'm going to be safe in that situation. Um, so I'm in the car and I'm convulsively shaking and I'm crying and I am in a lot of physical pain. Um, turns out that I ended up having a grade two concussion and I had bruises on my shoulder and cuts on my shoulder and my elbow and I had scratches across my um, chest from her trying to grab me and trying to grab my hair. Um, it was a very traumatic experience. So we get back to the hotel room and I go into my friend's hotel room with my husband and her because we had checked out because we were going to go home that night because it was Sunday and we were going to be with our son on Monday. We were only supposed to stay for the weekend. So I'm in the hotel room and I'm still just like convulsively shaking and crying. And then something happens that I have never experienced because I have never been so physically assaulted um, while conscious, um, meaning not being under the influence of major substances. And so when I was sitting there convulsing, 
shaking, crying, um, light convulsions, not like full-on convulsions, just for anyone that needs clarification there. Um, the event started replaying in my head over and over and over again. Um, I didn't have any control over that. I couldn't calm myself down because of the amount of chemicals that were in my body and my mind was out of my control as well. I was just replaying what happened over and over and over again. It was not a good place to be in. I made the, the decision very quickly that if I did not leave that hotel room and get in the car and drive home with my husband that night so that I could be in my own bed, in my own home, that I would probably not process this in the way that I need to process it. And that, and I didn't want to be any more traumatized than I already was. So I immediately left. I just said, I have to go. Um, and we drove home and then I finally made it back to my bed that night around 11.30 p.m. because we were driving from LA and we also had to stop and charge the Tesla, which was a very difficult experience because we had to sit in a Tesla charging parking lot for 30 minutes, only 30 minutes after that had happened to me. Um, one downside to having an electric vehicle and needing to charge it before you can go anywhere. So. I got home and usually every morning when I wake up, I you know post on my Instagram stories, I'll post a TikTok if I have one, I'll, I'll do my feed posts, um, and then I'll look at my plans for the day in terms of what I have to do. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I could barely leave my bed. Um, I was really struggling to accept the fact that that had happened to me. and. For the first time in my life, you know, I understand it on a psychological level. Um, and I've seen it in TV shows and I've heard about it in forensic cases. And I know that my friends have expressed this type of behavior. My clients have expressed this type of behavior and these feelings. But I had never personally experienced what I'm about to share with you guys. And I just want you to know that if you have experienced what I'm about to share, then I have so much compassion for you. And I just want you to know that you're not alone. And I want you to know that I understand how this emotion can come up as a response to you being physically abused and you being physically assaulted and you experiencing physical trauma. What happened was I was really embarrassed. I was really embarrassed that that happened to me. And I was embarrassed because I felt like, you know, I should have known better than to put myself around these types of people. I should have seen it coming because she was acting erratic and crazy all day. Um, and I, you know, I was embarrassed that I felt weak. I felt like, why did I not defend myself? Um, and I felt embarrassed simply because I felt like a victim. And I felt like, you know, like I didn't want to be a victim, you know, I've been a victim to so many circumstances in my life before I was aware of my role in them and why people were doing the things that they were doing. Like I've been through abuse and I've been through trauma and I've been through neglect and childhood deficiencies and, you know, hurting myself in my young adulthood and my late teen years. And so it's like, I just like, I never expected something like that to happen to me at this point in my life. And I felt weak and I felt embarrassed and I felt like a victim. And I had this huge like revelation that like, I just get it. I really get it. And I understand a lot 
when I'm working with my clients, you know, I, I understand suicidality, self-harm, substance use, borderline personality disorder, anxiety, depression, stress, anger, like general trauma. Like I understand all of that because I've been through all of that. This feeling of embarrassment, it, this feeling of embarrassment was just, it was unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. And it was really interesting because before I started like using substances when I was 12 or 13, I feel like I lived in so much shame and embarrassment like in my early teen years. Like I always wanted to be someone else. I always felt weak and different from everyone and excluded and I really talked down to myself, gave myself low self-esteem and my environment did too, but I'm, you know, accentuating the parts where you know I played a part in it. I didn't know any better, but I played a part in it. And so all of these things like that I know now and the place that I'm at in my life and the person that I am today, I never thought that I would get to a point where I, or that I would get to a place, be at a place where someone would physically assault me out of nowhere, unprovoked, just come around the corner and do that to me, me be conscious enough to fully remember everything and then to be in a place where I don't have any defenses internally anymore, so I actually feel like the embarrassment and I actually feel the weakness. Like I'm not pushing it away, I'm allowing myself to feel it because I need to figure out why it's there. I need to figure out why I feel that way, you know? And so I was doing processing for about a week. I think it's been, you know, a week and a half at this point maybe or two weeks, coming up on two weeks. And maybe that seems soon for some people to, you know, come for me to come on here and make a podcast about being physically assaulted. Um, but I just like, I think it's important. And, you know, I thought I would get a lot more emotional on this podcast. And there have been moments like if you're watching this on YouTube, like I said before, like you've seen my eyes tear up um, or take pauses in saying certain things. But I think it's really important that I'm showing up and I'm not forcing myself to show up. It feels comfortable to show up. You know, I planned on filming this two days ago and I, I couldn't, you know, I wasn't ready. And so today I am. And, you know, so, so that, that, that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. I was at a dinner with a friend and I was trying to take another friend home to a hotel so I could have a girls night with her because she was struggling with a past relationship and another female in our group who was very erratic and impulsive and intoxicated physically assaulted me um, and left me with a grade two concussion. And even today, it still feels like someone's like pushing on my skull. Like I still have like the remnants of the grade two concussion. I'm still healing on my elbows and on my shoulder and the scratches have officially gone away on my chest, which is really helpful. Um, so I can look in the mirror and at least not see um, any remnants of what happened. But it, you know, there, it's still there psychologically. So what's the point of this mini episode? You know, the point of this mini episode is for me to spend the next ten minutes telling you things that you need to remember about yourself whenever you experience a physical assault, whenever you think about physical assault in your past, physical abuse in your past. You know, there are really some key things that you need to remember about who you are as a human being. 
And a lot of you likely don't have the understanding that I do about the traumatic brain, about the, tra the traumatized body, about thoughts, emotions, feelings, and physical sensations that arise when we have been physically abused or physically assaulted. And so I'm going to use my knowledge to remind you that your body is yours. And that whoever did those things to you, they are no longer in your environment, hopefully. You know, like for me, I still feel like I'm still on edge. And I have to keep telling myself like it's in the past. And that's really important for you to remember too, is that, and this is, you know, assuming that these are past experiences and something for you to hopefully reflect back on when you have experienced something traumatic and you're ready to listen to something like this in the future. When we've experienced trauma, and this doesn't happen all the time, but it can happen sometimes, our brain doesn't realize that the trauma is in the past and our body and our mind get stuck. We freeze and not like the freeze response, a little bit, um, a little bit like that, but we freeze in that moment because we don't want it to happen again. We want, we become hypervigilant. We become really hyper aware of anything that could hurt us. We're on edge, we're extremely sensitive. And it's very important for us to continue to process what's going on in many different ways to tell our body and to tell our minds that this is in the past. This is in the past what you experienced is in the past and i know that there are probably still thoughts going on in your head and i know that you may still feel like your body is out of your control and i know that you may still feel like just unsafe like a sense of physical unsafeness and that's okay i want you to know that you may feel like a victim and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, you are allowed to be a victim of something that happened to you. Victim has such a negative connotation to a lot of people. And being a victim does not mean that you are weak. It does not mean that there is anything that you should have done differently. You know, a lot of the times it's like, you know, like what went through my head was like, I could have not agreed to, you know, try to bring my friend to have a girls' night. I could have not been around them when they were drinking that much. I could have not, you know, agreed to stay for that night for that dinner because I was going to go home earlier that day. But I agreed to go, you know, get sushi with them. Um, you won't. You you make decisions based off of the information that you have in the moment, and so please keep that in mind. There may have been things that you could have done differently. But you never expected what happened to happen. And so you, you wouldn't have made different decisions. And certainly, you probably would have, most certainly, if you knew that the outcome was going to be you being physically assaulted or you being physically abused. Please don't hold it against yourself that you didn't know what you know now. That you couldn't prepare for the physical violence that you were going to experience. It's not your fault. It's very important for you to know that it is not your fault. Her behavior has nothing to do with me. Even if it was provoked, her behavior has nothing to do with me. To a degree, you know, there's gaslighting. There's someone that makes you want to do something like that or like, you know, is provoking you to the point where you do. 
But most of the time, people's behaviors are their own. And the reasons why people do certain things that they do, it really has nothing to do with you. It's our own values and our own morals and our own judgments and our own behaviors and our own thoughts and our own emotions and our own level of spirituality and consciousness that have us make the decisions that we make unless, unless we're being manipulated um, or controlled in some way. And so that's where I take into account the alcohol because me, when I use the substances that I used to use, I was being manipulated and controlled by alcohol. Now I was to a degree controlling the amount of alcohol that I put in me, but after a certain amount, the alcohol was controlling me. It was releasing my behaviors in ways that I wouldn't typically release them. So please know that you never deserve any physical assault or any physical abuse. You just don't deserve it and you never will. No one should treat another human being like that. And if you have been treated like that, then I'm really sorry. And the symptoms that you may have experienced following any physical abuse or physical assault are all valid. You know, a lot of the times people get judged. Like, why don't you just get over it? It was a long time ago. How come you don't remember? Are you sure that you remember as much as you think that you do? Why were you around people that were drinking like that? And when it comes to other types of physical assault or sexual assault, like why were you wearing that? Why were you there? And People can ask you questions that may make you feel like, oh my God, is this something that I did wrong? And I found myself asking myself some of those questions too. Like, why didn't you leave earlier? Why, when that guy threw a drink in that other guy's face, did you not leave? Like, how did you not see the indication that this was going to get out of control with these people and that you may be unsafe? Those questions may be asked by you or to you and please just know, it really does not mean that you did something wrong. It doesn't mean that you did something wrong. Just because, again, you could have done something differently, you wouldn't have because you didn't know that it was going to result in that. You didn't know. And so I'm here to tell you that you're not weak for having traumatic experiences. And I'm not saying that you're not weak because I'm not weak and I'm getting through it. It's because no one on this planet is weak for having a traumatic reaction to something that they experience like physical abuse or physical assault. It's just, it's just not your fault and it's not wrong. And it's our body and our mind's reaction to keep us safe. So I felt like it was really important to show up for you guys because I am known on social media as the truth doctor. And the truth is, is that on Sunday, October 10th or 11th, whatever day it was, I was physically assaulted and given a grade two concussion. And I'm still trying to reconcile with the fact that that happened to my body and that that happened to my spirit and that that happened to my mind. And I'm working with it. And I want you to know that you don't have to show up and make a podcast about it. You don't have to tell anyone about it until you're ready. You don't have to ever describe the details if you don't want to. Um, and you really do not have to blame yourself for any traumatic symptoms that arise after you've been through an experience like this. You really don't. When it comes to trauma, trauma of any kind, it changes us. And it makes us potentially into someone that we don't want to be, or it can make us into someone that we've always wanted to be. 
So what did I learn from my experience of being physically assaulted at the age of 30 years old by a woman unprovoked while that she was intoxicated who's currently going to medical school to become a medical doctor and is considered to be one of my best friend's best friends. It's a little alarming. What I learned from this experience was I really have to now judge the people that I put myself around based off of their behaviors. Not necessarily just how they behave around me, but how they behave in general in life. Because I have to know the type of people that they approve in their own lives, as well as who I approve in mine. I've also learned that while I don't drink heavily anymore, that I don't want to be around anyone that does. I just don't because alcohol is a depressant and alcohol can numb and release a lot of pain that we experience in our lives and it can make us impulsive. It can like, you know, I talk about all the time on my podcast, like there's us and then there's our impulses and then there's the amount of space that we can create between ourselves and our impulses. And when you're severely intoxicated, there's nothing but alcohol in between those two things once you've drank a certain amount of it. And that's, that was the situation with this woman. It was she had no space between herself and her impulses and no ability to use the frontal part of her brain to realize that this was really fucked up. And I am a human being. I am a mother that has an almost two-year-old child. And she could have like given me severe brain damage and that is really scary and that is what affects me the most when it comes to this situation so i have realized that i need to be aware of who my friends want to surround themselves with in reference to how they live their lives and i've also made a choice that i don't even want to be around other people who engage in this lifestyle or these behaviors or these thought processes that were once my life and no longer are And so, you know, and I've also gained, you know, a new perspective of how someone can feel embarrassed for being a victim. And I'm proud that I've experienced that because I will bring it into my work with you all for the rest of my life. So what I'm able to do is take these things, take these three things and also just fucking gratitude that I wasn't more hurt. You know, those four, these four things, one, I really need to check the behaviors of the people around me and who they surround themselves with and therefore who I surround myself with. Two, I no longer want to put myself in environments where someone is using substances of any kind to fill the space between themselves and their impulses. Three, I really understand at this point what it means to have some of these emotional, cognitive, and psychological responses to feeling weak, attacked, and like a victim. And finally, I just am grateful for not being as hurt as I could have been. So if you're listening to this and you've ever been physically assaulted or if you've ever been physically abused, please know that your symptoms are normal, however you feel about what happened, remembering it, not remembering it, having flashbacks, not having flashbacks, caring about it at all um, or not caring about it at all or caring about it a lot. You be feeling like it's your fault and being embarrassed or feeling like, you know, you want to get revenge back at that person. Um, 
it's all normal. You're allowed to feel all of it, and it wasn't your fault. And I hope that throughout the course of my, you know, my, my prior podcasts, my upcoming podcasts, um, my online courses, my social media posts, that, that you get help with your trauma and your anxiety and your feelings of worthlessness and weakness and whatever, whatever has come up for you as a result of these experiences. I really hope that they help you. And one last thing that I want to tell you guys is over the last seven days since I've started feeling better, I made a course on thetruthdoctor.com called How Do We Forgive? And it goes over a bunch of different interventions. What is forgiveness? The definition, what factors affect forgiveness? What is unforgivingness? How is it stored in our body? How do we forgive people like ourselves and our parents and others? And I want you to know that it's okay to not be ready to forgive the person that physically abused or physically assaulted you. As I was making that course, you guys, I realized that I'm not ready to forgive this person. And I really want you to look up what this course is. It starts on November 1st, 2020. So if you're listening to this past that date, then it's available on thetruthdoctor.com. You just sign up for my free courses. It doesn't cost anything. Um, I learned that I'm still resentful and I'm still pissed off about it. And I still have this, this internal anger towards this person. And I don't wanna retaliate because that's just not who I am. But I have gone silent um, towards the people that were there besides the girlfriend that I was going to go and have a girls night with. I've been silent. I'm not ready to discuss it. I am not ready to forgive this person. And as you'll see in the course, some of the things that are factors that are getting in the way is, you know, I don't know if the, I don't know if she'll never do it again. And she hasn't apologized. And I still have physical effects and psychological effects of what happened. Um, and I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And, and I know that forgiving someone that has physically assaulted you or physically abused you or anything else that anyone has done to you um, that you didn't deserve, which is usually anything that engages pain or suffering in your psyche or your body or your spirit, when you are ready to forgive that person, then you know it's, it's for you. So of course I'm going to get to a place where I do forgive her. Um, which even right now it just sounds like it sounds like a difficult thing to do in the moment because I'm just still really in it psychologically and with this concussion you know I'm a cognitive person I'm hardworking I multitask and this has been really hard for me um, because I'm not at my 100% um, but forgiveness is for you forgiveness is for you um, there's this metaphor for forgiveness that I put in this course and I really want you to check out the course if you have experienced anything in your life like I just mentioned um, the analogy or the metaphor is forgiveness is like a hook and when you've been hurt so when I was physically assaulted I got put on this hook first and now my response and my feelings towards what happened is me putting the person or you putting the person that hurt you on the hook too. Now, here's the problem. With hooks, you can't get off until the other person gets off first because you got put on first by that person and now you're putting that person on the hook 
because you don't want to forgive them or you can't forgive them right now. So forgiveness is like a hook. And in order for you to be let go of the situation, you have to let that person off first. And forgiveness is not easy. And forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness is so that you can let them off the hook and then you can be let off the hook. Because you don't need to be in pain anymore and you don't need to remember what happened if it's causing you a significant amount of distress. So please, just remember, one, you don't deserve any physical abuse, any physical trauma, any physical assault. How you present after you have been through something like that is also not your fault. It's your body and your mind's way of trying to figure out what happened and how to protect you from it happening again. Um, and you're not weak for having experienced those things. And you don't need to be embarrassed, but I understand if you do and if you do feel that way. This episode has not been an easy one. I did go over a little bit longer than I planned to. Um, I hope that you guys appreciate me sharing my story with you. I hope it brings you some insight into what I experienced and why I sort of went off the grid for a few days. Um, and I just want you to know that I'm gonna keep showing up here authentically, vulnerably, as Courtney. You know, I am known on social media as the Truth Doctor. My full professional name is Dr. Courtney Tracy, licensed clinical social worker and doctor of clinical psychology. And I'm also Courtney. I'm also Courtney, who was physically assaulted about two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. And that's okay. That is okay. I'm not gonna shy away and I'm not gonna hide. Um, I gave myself the time that I needed and now I'm here to help you guys and just let you know that, you know, if you resonate with my story, then that's why, that's why I'm sharing it. So I hope that it helps you. I usually end all of my podcasts like this, and so I will do the same. My name is Dr. Courtney Tracy. I am known on social media as the Truth Doctor, and the truth is you never, ever, ever deserve to be physically assaulted.